Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and you can think of me as your friendly guide to the English language. We talk about writing, history, rules, and cool stuff. Today, we'll look at why the words whence and whither are related to the reason people ask that sometimes annoying question, where are you at? And then I'll answer a question about how to remember the difference between the words regime and regimen. I used the phrase, where it's at, in an episode a few years ago, and a listener called me on it. How embarrassing, given that I always give the same advice about phrases like, where it's at, or where are you at, whether it's in a radio interview, in a podcast episode, or in a book. I always say that because phrases like, where are you at, and where are you, mean the same thing, you should omit the at. I'm standing by that advice, but today we're going to talk about why this redundant phrasing exists. But first, I want to make one exception to my advice about where and at when it comes to the phrase, where it's at. By now, this particular phrase, meaning that something is really cool, is an established idiom in American English. If you take out the at and say something like, ballroom dancing is where it is, that's nothing but a tautology. It's located where it's located. But if you say ballroom dancing is where it's at, that's something else entirely. And in a not-so-serious context, it's acceptable. Having said that, I hereby retract my apology for using the idiom, it's where it's at. So now let's talk about a more typical case of where used with at. The question, where are you at? which means the same thing as, where are you? To understand how this at got into the picture, we need to look at the history of the word where and its relatives in English. In present-day English, the word where can be used in several ways. Of course, you can use it to talk about a place where something is or something happens, as in, where are you or where do you live? I'll call this the where of location. This is the where that's always redundant when you add an at to it. You can also use where to ask about an origin in questions like, where are you from? The preposition from isn't redundant because where are you from does not mean the same thing as where are you. I'll call this the where of origin. Furthermore, you can use where to ask about a destination in questions like, where are you going? I'll call this the where of destination. 
Sometimes people will add a to to the end and say, where are you going to? Like where are you at? This is redundant since where are you going to and where are you going mean the same thing. Even so, I don't get complaints so often about where are you going to. That might be because where to isn't always redundant the way where at is. True, it's redundant in where are you going to, but how about in where are you swimming to? That doesn't mean the same thing as where are you swimming. Where are you swimming to is asking about a destination. A possible answer might be to the buoy and back or to Cambodia. But where are you swimming just asks about the place where you're doing the swimming. The answer might be at the pool or in the crystal blue waters of the Caribbean. English used to have three separate words for where of location, where of origin, and where of destination. For where of location, there was just plain where. But for where of origin, English had whence, a single word that has the same meaning as where from or from which. These days, whence is seldom used. In the corpus of contemporary American English, it has a mere 1,700 or so hits, compared to more than 1.1 million for where. And when people do use whence, they often slip into redundancy by using it along with the word from, even though the meaning of from is already built into whence. For example, the phrase, the country from whence we came, is redundant because it means the same thing as just the country whence we came. In more current English, that would be phrased as the country that we came from or the country from which we came. By the way, English also has a corresponding form for here and there of origin, hence and thence, meaning simply from here and from there. For where of destination, English has whither, a single word that has the same meaning as where to or to which. Whither is even rarer these days than whence. It gets just shy of 550 hits. Like whence, it has a distinctly archaic feel. I can't imagine a taxi driver asking me whither. Well, I can, but I don't think it's going to happen. When I think of whither, I think of the line from the King James translation of the book of Ruth, one sixteen, Whither thou goest, I will go. Check it out. Whither thou goest is a single clause made up of three words, and all three of them are words that are hardly used in present-day English. In more current English, the verse would be, Where or wherever you go, I'll go. You've probably guessed by now that the corresponding destination forms of here and there are hither and thither. So if you'd like to say you can't get there from here and sound old-fashioned, you can say you can't get thither hence. So how does all this connect to the rise of where at? With the decline of whence and whither, it fell to where to pick up the slack. It had to be equipped with a from to do the job of whence, and sometimes with to to do the job of whither. At this point, locational where is the odd one out. We have where to, where from, and just plain where. It was almost inevitable that an at would creep in there at some point to level things out. Whence and whither have been in more or less steady decline since at least the mid-1700s. 
And according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary of English Usage, it was only later, in 1859, that whereat was first noted in a dictionary of Americanisms. They agree that whereat is almost never used in formal writing, and attribute its growth in popularity in the 1960s to the idiom where it's at that I began this episode with. I'll end with one situation in which where it's at is actually perfectly standard English. Don't believe me? Okay, get ready. Someone asks you, where was the crow sitting? And you answer, on the branch is where it sat. (laughs) That segment was written by Neil Whitman, a PhD and independent writer and consultant specializing in language and grammar and a member of the Reynoldsburg, Ohio School Board. You can find him at literalminded.wordpress.com. Next, here's a question from Regina in Ecuador. I very much enjoy every email I get from you, and now I have a question. Can you explain the difference between the usage of the word regime, R-E-G-I-M-E, and regimen, R-E-G-I-M-E-N? There's many times when I read either word and wonder if the writer is using it correctly. This is Regina in Ecuador. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thanks for the question, Regina. A regime, sometimes spelled with an accented E, is a type of government or ruling structure. Squiggly didn't want to live under a totalitarian regime. A regimen is a course of behavior or treatment. Your doctor may recommend a diet or exercise regimen. Squiggly struggled to set up a regimen, and he never knew what he should eat for dinner. Both regime and regimen come from the Latin word for guidance. Since the root won't help you remember the difference between these two words, look at it this way. Regimen is just the word regime with the letter N tacked onto the end. Think of the N as a doctor putting you on notice, N for notice, that you'd better follow a healthy regimen. And even though Regina didn't ask, I'll add another noun that gets mixed up in here, which is regiment. A regiment is a group of military forces, and it comes from a different Latin word that means government. Don't punish the whole regiment for the mistake of one. And how to remember this one? Well, this might be a stretch, but regiment is just regimen with a T tacked on to the end. And when I was a kid, I loved the movie Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And Sir Galahad wore a costume that had a bold and memorable big red cross on it, which looks like the letter T. He was one of the knights of the round table, so he was part of a regiment. So you can think of that red T on Galahad's shield as the T on the end of regiment, a group of military forces. I warned you that it's a stretch, but it works for me, so I hope it'll work for at least some of you. Thanks for the question, Regina. Finally, I have a familect story from Todd. Hi there, Graham Girl. This is Todd calling, and I have a familect story for you. When my uh, middle daughter was very, very young, she was asking for uh, some sort of food, obviously with some sort of food. Now, all she could get out was screaming mamages or screaming mamages. Screaming manages. What in the world are you talking about? So she took us over to the refrigerator. She pointed at the freezer and uh, she pointed to the box of ice cream sandwiches. And so since that day, ice cream sandwiches are screaming manages. Thanks, Graham Girl. Thanks, Todd. 
My husband has been buying boxes of ice cream sandwiches every week lately. So far, I've been resisting. But now I'm going to think of your daughter every time I see them in the freezer. And if you want to tell me the story of your familect, your family dialect, leave me a voicemail at 833214GIRL. And that number is also in my email newsletter, which you can sign up for at quickanddirtytips.com. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl, thanks to my producer, Nathan Sams. And if you're in the United States and celebrating Thanksgiving, I hope you had a wonderful day. And I'm thankful for all of you who listen and give me the chance to keep doing what I love. That's all. Thanks for listening. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. Medela, the mark of the fight. Drink responsibly. Beer reported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.